Coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock Podcast. I want to thank our sponsors from HardwoodTexas.com again. Today we have Coach Roy Williams from Robstown High School, uh, formerly West Oso High School, uh, South Texas legend, and a coach, coach I've been wanting to get on uh, the podcast for a long time. So, Coach Williams, thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. All right, so our topic today is... Uh, off-season development, player development, and uh, kind of your summer philosophy. So why don't you talk a little bit about maybe what you're doing now, what you've done in the past, and uh, just give some some uh, some ideas to the coaches here about uh, how you want your off-season program to be run. Well, right now here in Robstown, we, we share most of our kids. Uh, so we don't have them, per se, basketball all the time in the off-season as a matter of fact, our softball girls are just now getting into the, the gym because they're in the softball playoffs. And with the way we started school so early, we only have two weeks of school left. So we're really pushing it in our player development and trying to set things up. But what we do right now is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we rotate our kids between volleyball and basketball. Tuesday and Thursdays, we're in the weight room. And what we do in our athletic period and the player development is that we're teaching them what we need them to work on uh, after school and during the summer. So we're teaching them while we can teach them. Right. Uh, we we open up our gym after school every day, and those kids come in and they spend a good 30, 45 minutes working on the skills that we we taught them during the athletic period. And then the last 30 minutes or so, we allow them to get up and down the floor and play a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, being at Robstown now, this is, uh, you're finishing your third year, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so, you know, coming in, what what has changed since you've taken over? What is, what is some of the, the positive changes, the big changes that you've seen from the first year till now in regards to your off-season program? Without a doubt, it's the work ethic. Yeah. Uh, when I first got here, kids were not even showing up for the athletic period and they show up, they show up just to be there, didn't want to work, didn't want to dress out or anything like that. <clears throat> now we have pretty much 100% participation. And when I say work, those kids come in and they, they give us everything they have from the time they get in until the time they, they get out. Uh, the work ethic is, is something that is going to help us because we're not very talented. So we're, we're going to have to outwork people, and I think our kids understand that. And that's just not basketball, but that's our girls' athletes overall. Everybody understands that we have to work. What do you consider the, the biggest factors in getting your girls to believe in and buy into your mentality of hard work and effort? I started with getting coaches to believe it. At, at one time, we didn't have the coaches that actually be, believed in what I would like to see done. You know, they had a philosophy here when I got here, but that philosophy wasn't, wasn't getting them where they needed to go. So most of those coaches are still here, and getting those coaches to buy into what I wanted to do has really helped us. I mean, they're they're learning at the same time, but they're they're promoting it, and our kids are just buying into it. I mean, it's a, when we call ourselves all in, we're really all in. Coaches, kids, everybody, athletic director, you know, boys, coaches, everybody's all in with this. That's that's great to hear and great to see, and I think that obviously that alignment doesn't just uh, help you in girls basketball, but sounds like it's going to help in, in every sport. Yes, sir. It really is. It really is. 
Well, that's great. Now, going into the summer, what are some of the things that uh, let's let's think back just a little bit about your time at West Oso. What are some of the things that you felt like in the off season because you were still sharing athletes in the off season and in the summer that made it successful there as well? Again, that went with the cooperation of the female coaches. We had our summer set up to where we know we have to share kids. So on certain days, kids come in and they're going to do their volleyball skills. And their days, they're going to come in and do their basketball skills. And we had a summer track program that our track coaches ran. So our kids got the the track workout that we needed. Uh, We would come in twice a week and do the strength and conditioning. We were not a strength and conditioning program that did it every day. We felt like kids had to have some time to be a kid. So we went Tuesdays and Thursdays, strength and conditioning, and then we'll hit the skills of volleyball and basketball during the week. And we also threw them in, in volleyball and basketball leagues. Right. But right now in Rockstown, we have our kids in, in three leagues starting up next week. So we're going to have them playing as much as we can. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, <clears throat> in regards to West Sosa, do you feel like the, the track – uh, workouts, maybe, you know, as far as the conditioning's concerned, did they get a lot of their conditioning there, do you think, that kind of translated onto their other sports, or was that separate? Well, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Our, our basketball kids were track kids. Right. Track, came track and volleyball basically came first. We had very few that basketball-only kids at West Coast, though. Most of them were volleyball first, basketball, I mean, and track first. Basketball was just secondary for them. So there was just no way I was going to ever fight anything to pre- prevent them from doing their favorite sports. But those coaches also pushed them to do the basketball thing that we needed to do. And and you guys got to play, uh, got to run some track on the basketball court, if I remember correctly. And uh, not very many teams could uh, keep up with you. <laughs> no, we, we, we took what they could do well. And, and try to use it to help us win. Yeah. And it would be a lot easier to come out and, you know, do all the basketball, basketball stuff. And, and be honest with you, the few basketball-only kids we had were less athletic. Right. And slowed it down a bit. But you give a track kid a chance to run down the floor, something that they like to do. And it, it's really easy to promote that to get them to do those things. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's kind of switch back to where you are now, Robstown, and building that program. When you talk about the skill development that you're doing a couple of days a week uh, now, and then you're you're getting those girls to do it on their own, what are what are some things specifically, if you don't mind sharing, that that you are focusing on right now as you finish up the school year? Well, we got to get shots up. Uh, one of the things we we really preach to them is that we got to get shots up. So we have a summer program that we ask them to try to make, and I know it's difficult, but we try to get them to make 50,000 shots from the time the season ended to the time the season starts again. So in the summer, they'll be getting most of their, their shots up. And we come in, we set the gun up for them, and they can come in and spend a lot of time. Most of our kids live here in the summer. They get here around 9 o'clock in the morning, and most of them don't leave here until about 6.30. Wow. They are either in the gym or in the weight room or on the track. But as far as basketball, we want them to get shots up. And they come in and they record those shots. And every time they fill out, fill out a page that's filled out, and they just lift that page under my door to let me know they've completed that one and they get a new page. 
and they just try to get shots up. So are you counting uh, total shots taken or, or makes? Uh, how, how are you? It's, it's too difficult for them to, to try to go total shot, miss and make. So we just tell them, hey, we only want makes. Good, yeah. And that's it. We know that there are going to be the misses in there. But if we can get the makes, that's more important to us than, than anything else. I love that. And I was actually uh, probably a couple days, uh, just about two days ago, had a couple coaches send me their, uh, on a Google Docs, you know, they that's where they kind of keep their makes, you know, their makes program for their for their team and have the guys list their names. And it's kind of neat to see them fill out their, you know, however many makes they're needing to get and they fill it in on their own. And you see the kids that are working right away. It's, and I'm guessing it's the same way for you. It's no surprise for the girls, when they see that, you know, so-and-so has made 25,000 shots already and they're only at 1,000, you know, why, why, so, why are the other girls getting the playing time? Is that, is that something that you use as motivation? Yes, yes and no. But I, I pretty much tell them, you know, I can't force you to do anything in the summer. I, you know, I can only encourage you to do it. And it won't never count against you. But pretty much your skill level when you hit the floor is going to be what's behind. That I'm going to count against you. Yeah. yeah. You're not on the floor. It's not going to be because of what we've done from the time the season starts to now is what you've done in between that time. But it's not mandatory because I know parents will come back and, well, you, try, you, force, you can't force them to do this and you can't force them to do that. No, I can't. I can encourage them to it. But it's going to show come season. Yeah, the proof's in the pudding there as far as the work that they're going to put in on their own, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I uh, say, not go- many kids who don't. When I say kids are bought in, they bought in. We very seldom have kids that don't show up, maybe one or two. But when I say they all buy in, they're all in here. That's great because I know every place isn't like that, and that's that's hard to – foster that and and so now at this point you know you're going to be starting your fourth year is it more player-led or is it still coach-led in regards to this work ethic it's still coach-led uh we don't we didn't have any seniors on our squad this year and we only had one junior in the top program so we were young very young freshmen and sophomores across the board and i'm not sure if anybody's ready to step up into that role yet so we're going to continue to lead that until we find somebody. We're not going to try to force it on anyone. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Can't make you know can't force someone to be a leader, and especially if they're young like that. They need that that guidance from you. And obviously, you've built a, a great rapport with the kids. What are some of the things that you've done to you know? I know you said getting all the coaches on the same page was a big deal. But what are some things that you do with these girls to, you know, get them to believe in you? I, I think they believe in me from what I've already accomplished. When I when I come in, they they didn't know who I was, but they found out quickly. Everybody does their little research and all, and <laughs> they felt that. So I actually knew a little bit about the game. Right. So I think that's where they bought in. And I'll be honest with you, you know. Kids are kids. If you raise their standards to a certain level, they're going to try to meet it. It's not those kids. It's the coaches. If you don't have high standards, your kids are not going to have high standards. So we just come in and change the standards and say, this is where we want to be. And we get there. This is what we need to do to get there. 
and their eyes are wide open and saying, let's go. So that's what we did. That's awesome. So are you talking day in and day out about district championships? Are you talking about let's be the best team we can be? What are some, you know, I'm in, I'm all into this motivation. I'm getting pumped up right now talking to you. I'm ready to go hit the gym and get some shots up, you know. So, uh, what, you know, what are those types of things that you're, you know, feeding to them every single day in regards to, you know, what are you telling them basically to keep them motivated? Right now, our basic goal right now is to write our own story. And the kids that we have on the floor, the kids, when I got here, they were in the junior high program. And when I first met with them, I told them by the time they got to the high school that they were going to write their own story about building a program here in the Rothstown. So that's what we still are right now. We're not talking about district championships or anything like that because we're a years away from that. But I'll say they went off and the freshman that I have this year went undefeated as eighth graders. And I think there was uh, 22 and 0 that year, and they were district champions. So they got a, a taste of what it feels like to win. It kind of changed when they got to the high school, and the, you know, the level of competition got better. But those kids want to win. I mean, their desire to win is there. So I, we just keep preaching to them, ladies, let's write our story. Don't worry about anything else. Let's write our story. We do what we need to do the way we need to do it. Somebody's going to step into this gym. And they're going to write a story about you. They're going to write a story about how hard you work to get to where you are. So that's pretty much what the coaches and I, that's what we preach to them. That's great. Let's, uh, you know, we talked about skill development and getting tons of shots up in the summer. And uh, I just got a email from one of my former college coaches, uh, Buzz Williams, who coaches at Virginia Tech now. And the quote that he had in that email to me was, you get your rep from your reps. And I thought that fit perfect with shooting. Like, you want to be a shooter? You want to have that reputation? Well, your rep comes from your reps. And I really, I really liked that. That's something I'm going to steal from him. Steal from him. That's, uh, yeah, that, that, that fits right in. Now, in regards to, like, style of play, when, when your girls are playing in the summer, you said you're getting them involved in, in uh, summer leagues and, and things like that. How, what do you want to see from them? What, what are some things that you want to see from them? And uh, do you have former players coaching them? What's kind of your philosophy there? Here at Robstown, we finally found a few former players that can coach them. And no offense to the former players, but just not many here that cared about the game, that knew the game, that could help us. So we finally found two this, this year that will help us this summer. But when we put our kids on the floor, we want them to play and learn the game. We will probably not run any of our offenses that we run during the year. We, we're giving them some things that we want them to work on and to do. We run a little freelance and teach them how to screen, how to read the screens, and, and that kind of thing. And how to cut to the basket after a pass. And just simple, simple things. So they're not out there thinking too hard. We just want them to play. And we break them up. We don't put the entire team in the league. We break them up. And we send a group to one league, another group to one league, another group to another league, because I want them on the floor. I don't want anybody sitting on the bench. I want them on the floor playing. That's great. So your, your, your whole thing is we just need to get as many minutes as we can with, with our teams. And so if you have, let's say you have 23 girls, you're going to put them in, on four teams, basically. And you want you want yeah. – 
you want girls sub, you know, you only got one one sub, maybe two subs total, and we just want you guys to play, and we're going to give you these basic um, these basic rules or these layers to play out of, and that's what you're going to do offensively, and then we want you to, you know, play play our defense, and that's that's it. Is that what you're? Is that what I'm hearing? That's it. We go seven. We're putting seven on the team, and we're gonna, we're going to try rolling with that this year. Uh, one of the things we talked about in the offseason is maximizing minutes. You only have so many from between now and the time uh, the season starts to do some things. So we talk about maximizing. So kids sitting on the bench are not maximizing minutes. When they come into the athletic period, we have stations going so the kids are not standing around waiting on the turn. We just try to maximize every minute that we can. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so when you when you break up these teams, are you trying to make them as even as possible, or what's your what's your thinking there? No, I wouldn't say it's even. I put them where I need them to work. I got gotcha. you. Get to eat the work on their ball handling, some guards. So I won't put them with the point guard because if I did, then the point guard's going to take care of the ball all the time. I need them to be able to go out there against pressure and handle the ball. So I put some of the kids that I need to do ball handling and handle the ball in the game on the team without the point guard. Uh, divide my post up so that they're not summing in and out for each other. They'll be on the floor pretty much the entire time. Uh, with our junior high kids, we do the same thing with our junior high kids in league, and we do the same thing with that. We break them up so that those kids who are not accustomed to handling the ball or shooting the ball, they have to do that in the summer. And we don't care about wins. Wins don't mean anything to us. We just want them to play. That's great. Every player's getting player development on their own, but then they're getting player development through their summer league because you're putting them in positions like just be a basketball player. My my assistant coach says, "Get out, go out there and be a dude. Someone just be a dude." I know you can't say that to the girls, but that's basically what you're saying is go out there and let's let's be basketball players. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Which what we tried last year didn't work. We tried putting them on the team, and we saw that those kids who had the better ability with dominating the, the playing time, dominating the skill time. And they're kids that wouldn't handle the ball, wouldn't shoot the ball, could be wide open, they wouldn't shoot the ball. But they're pretty good shooters. So if I divide that up, then they don't have a choice but to, to do the things that we want them to do. I love that, Coach. That's great stuff. That's really good advice, especially for small school coaches who, like us, we're going to have kids playing, but maybe it's better for them to play you know, in different in different roles outside the season than they're going to be playing in the season. So I like that. Well, you, you said before the podcast you have how many, 36 years, 38 years? Yes. 36 at West Oso. Okay, 36 at West Oso, and so now, and then three at Robstown. So you're coming up on year 40. <laughs> not that I'm not trying to bring up, you know, any, any negative, uh, you know, you know, insert your old age jokes or anything like that. I'm not doing any of that. But I'm fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh, you know, someone who's been in the business as long as you have, been been around successful programs, built successful programs, what advice can you give to some of the coaches listening to the podcast? What are some of the biggest pieces of advice you've gotten or that you can share with us? I would say the things that I was taught when I was young, when I first got into it, I know when I was first hired as the head coach that summer, I went over to visit Lita Andrews, who was coaching over at Cal Allen, and she had built a successful program. 
and I went to talk to Jan Lahani and Victoria. So I would suggest that coaches who want to be successful to visit those coaches who have been successful, look at the things that they do, study the things that they do. You don't have to copy and use everything that they do, but find what fits your program and try to implement those things into your program because every program is actually different. You can't carbon copy anything from anybody's program. But you have to do that by talking to the people who have been successful. And I know Lita stressed upon me the fundamental. That's really good. Yeah, you you want to? Uh, you know, she had to win to prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want you want to get advice from from other winners. You want to you know you may get along with a lot of coaches, but you want to be getting advice and have mentors that have been successful. That's really yeah. good. Well, Coach Williams, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I, I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you guys are going to have a great summer. And it sure is nice that you're getting out of school a little bit early. I'm a little jealous right now. I'll be real honest. <laughs> It wasn't too cool when we came in on August the 7th. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a lot better now.